on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. According to Elon, more users are flocking to Twitter than ever before. The future is now. Twitter ads announces conversion optimization and other crazy new advertising features. An API can just not believe this bullheck. Stay tuned for the latest of Looker Studios woes. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. With new shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhel. AKA Shop. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on Friday, December 2nd, 2022. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us here in December. It's just a beautiful month to be alive. Um, thanks for holding down the fort while I was out last week. You're welcome. Kayberg was excellent. Yeah, she was she amazing. Was. Mm-hmm. Miss her already. Greg, what's new with you? Well, I had a fantastic Thanksgiving, one of the best ever. Um, I started off, I saw the uh, biggest export from Avon since Tom Walls, the one and only Casey <laughs> Gillette, had a beer with her. And then we had like a thing where a bunch of a bunch of bros go out the day after Thanksgiving and just, just you know, like drink beer. And it was also <laughs> the soccer game. So went out all day long. I had a lot of like crappy light beers, like a lot of it responsibly uber there uber back everything like that it was just amazing it's like we all need that once in a while you mm-hmm. know what i mean just like to go unwind all that um no i had a really stressful time because i went out of town and had a lovely thanksgiving little did i know that the mice were just kicking it at my home having a beautiful thanksgiving for themselves so you have mice at your house yes they invited uncle jerry aunt sue cousin lou they're all having the best time you know, in Buffalo here, we have the world's largest disco every year around Thanksgiving. They had the world's smallest disco in my kitchen. Is this the first time you missed that, by the way? Yeah. Um, in like, I mean, not since birth. Well, <laughs> okay. In like six years. Yeah. This is what happens when you miss the disco, people. The mice come into your house. We are on an all-out battle. We've murdered two. My husband is defending our family against these vultures. Are they vultures? I, I, I just saw one with my eyes. I'm so disturbed. It's not safe in my home. I'm not so, okay. So let's break this down. So you missed an event in Buffalo called the World's Largest Disco. It was the first time you missed it. Yeah, in but the point of those was the joke that it's the world's smallest disco. I think you missed it. Uh, I got the joke. Yeah, we were there with we Sue and Lou and Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And- <laughs> so what, what is your plan to get rid of these mice? And you know what? Speaking of Huey, Dewey, and Louie, first step in getting rid of them, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse has been banned. Because my daughter is out here normalizing the mice in our home. Wow. That's drastic. Mm-hmm. Banned. Although it should be because I hate that little thing that it call, you they Oh, call toodles? Them. Toodles. Toodles. Mouse toodles well, It's really yeah. one of the worst kid shows on television. It's not good. Like, I don't know what the quality it's is. It's not good. It's also like a full 30 minutes, which is and, not good. like, we, our kids weren't allowed to watch it because Minnie is in like high heels and <laughs> couldn't do anything. And like, it was like. It's a bad role yeah. model. Minnie, not, not the high And Daisy's heels. a drama queen. Minnie couldn't do anything yeah. in that show. Tell but me ha- what Minnie I'm just does saying it has nothing to do with the heels. No. But Neither she's can they make, they make her out to be somebody incapable. Yeah. Where she's a very capable mouse. Well, now she's got a spinoff series, Minnie's Boutique. Oh. I think everyone was shopping there, the mice in my house, on Small Business Saturday. Oh, yeah. She's an entrepreneur. If you're asking not what we're doing, model. we've got exterminators, but just know people I'm not okay. Jess, I hope you are. What's going on with you? Absolutely nothing. I thought that I put that in the notes. Don't talk to me. I have nothing to talk about. Okay, well, it's a big week (laughs) for us here at Marketing O'Clock because Spotify Wrapped was released. We are loving the record here on Wednesday, the day it came out, and we already have a few people that have tagged us online telling us that we made their Spotify Wrapped, which is just... Still blows my mind every year how much people are listening to us. It's really, really humbling. So the first one I saw was Adam DeFrisco said we would make his top eight if this was MySpace. Mm. And we are in his top stream podcast this year. Um, Glenn Gabe, BFF of the show. We never fail to top his list. 
What an honor, Glenn. And we just couldn't do the show without you because you make it possible that we don't read any of the articles. So we just can't thank you enough. And of course, PPC Greg has tagged us too. He's a big friend of the show. Um, But another really fun part about Spotify Wrapped is that we get our own stats about like our listeners and how our podcast did this year. And it was a really awesome year for for us. So we can't thank you guys enough. Um, Few exciting things. We released 45 episodes so far this year. We'll be at least 52 plus marketing talks because we do it every week. 3,177 minutes of Ooh. new content. That's amazing. That's a We're lot great. of talking. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was all riveting. And <laughs> people listen to it. It's so crazy. Um, they said that's more than 99% of other creators in the biz category. Wow. Yeah, lots of talking. We're also in 61 countries. Our top countries are number one, the United States. Number two, the United Kingdom, which this is going to be my segue to talk to Azeem Digital and Chris Ridley, who are really excited about the soccer. And we're doing our best to be excited about the soccer yeah. with them. I told you I went out and got drunk. Yeah. yeah. I watched part of a game during work yesterday. <laughs> but you apparently didn't even know if we won that game. No, they tied the game. Because zero zero. We were all I like, don't understand how you can I don't I was get in higher bar. in the standings at a zero. It was so packed. It was like, it was, it was like we have, you know, the UK has nothing on us. Mm-hmm. Should have seen this one little bar on Main Street, Rochester. I'm sure it was just nothing in the UK. But we made a little bet with Azim. He made it with us. I think the terms were just that we had to say we loved London or England, and we do anyway. So like, what's yeah. the big deal? We love you, Azim. You guys just suck at soccer. Yeah. Oh, and we were supposed to call it football. And we won that tie, by the way, also. We won that tie. How do you win a tie? Did you watch the game? Not that one. We won the tie. Mm. Um, We're also big in number three, Australia, number four, Canada, and number five, the Netherlands. So hello to everyone there. Around 50% of our listeners follow us. So this is a great time wherever you're listening, Spotify, YouTube. If you're not following us, please do. Please. You'll get notified of our episodes. It's just a great place to be. <laughs> Once a week, baby. They're 91% of our listeners discovered us in 2022. And we've been at this for a while. So that's really exciting that we got so many new listeners wow. this year. Our rating is 4.7. Is that stars on Spotify? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty proud of that. Is that out of 10? It's out of 4.6. <laughs> Above and beyond. Listen, I've got like a squeaky, annoying voice and complain about mice. So I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. Um, oh, then they have this little thing. First of all, this is such an annoying experience. I'm sure everyone who's seeing Spotify wrapped it like really is like clickbaity making you wait for all the stats. So it's like, have you been working out? I guess they've been listening, Greg. Mm -hmm. Thanks. They said not just Greg saw gains this year, but our podcast with 28% uh, more followers. Small. And (laughs) we are in the top 10 podcasts for 497 fans, which I think is just astounding. We are so honored that you guys are listening to us. Hopefully you're enjoying the content. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Why did you put your stats in here, Shep? So Shep's number one artist, <laughs> Dead Mouse. Number two, Modest Mouse. <laughs> number three, Field Mouse. Number four, Mouseketeers. Why are you ratting her out? <laughs> Horrified. <laughs> number five, Rat. Is that <laughs> a guy? T's, right? Yes. Yes. That's really Are you talking disturbing. about the metal band from the Geico commercial? Yeah, yeah. the glam metal band, yeah. That's your top five. Okay, I'm at least sure. Your, at least your house is top five. <laughs> I'm sure they were blasting the music all weekend. We have some exciting things from Twitter, I think, which is might be the first time in history. Twitter time. ads, yeah. So Twitter ads is announcing three new features this week. It seems a little fast to be thanking Elon for this, but these are also things that other platforms have like had for many, many years. So maybe we can thank him. Like maybe they just didn't have anyone pushing them to do these things and it's all him. I don't know. Anyway, thank you, Twitter, in advance. So the first, welcome to the future, people. <laughs> Website conversion optimization for your Twitter ads campaign. Golly gee. So when you're setting up a campaign in Twitter ads, you can now select conversions as your campaign objective. This is going to allow you to select a goal beyond the landing page visit like add to cart, purchases, leads, or subscribers. Again, we're almost in 2023, people. This is just a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, And then the algorithm will do its best to meet your specific goal. No word yet on how good that is going to meet your goal because... This is just being announced, and we only have what Twitter is saying right now. Um, they are saying, though, that this is lowering people's CPA by an average of 
But we didn't have the A before. (laughs) (laughs) We just had the C and the P. You could do some like fancy tracking and like, I don't know. Okay. Do the math yourself. Okay. I don't do that. And advertisers who want to use this need to use the Twitter Pixel and Conversion API. Um, They are also launching dynamic product ads. So there's DPA retargeting. This is basically e-commerce retargeting, and it's going to show people the specific product that they were looking at when they were on your website. And then there's also DPA prospecting. This will target people who haven't been to your site yet, but it's going to show them products that are, quote, most relevant to them. Again, that's Twitter's words. Um, Quote, advertise. Okay, this is just weird. Then it ends. The third bullet in the DPA announcement is advertisers that use a feed management platform for their products. Product catalog can simply extend product strategies onto Twitter with integrated Twitter marketing partners. And then it links off to their marketing partner agencies. So I feel like that's just a weird like plug for them. Like, can you not do that if you're not working with an agency? I don't understand. Just wanted to point that out. Um, finally, they announced collection ads. These allow advertisers to showcase a collection of product images through a primary hero image and smaller thumbnail images below it. So it's similar to what you see on other social sites, but they have a beautiful example of a delicious looking. Um, is that a latte cappuccino when they draw the art on top? Latte? Right. It just latte amazes art. me when people do that. And then they have smaller images underneath. I think they should stop writing people's names on cups and just like draw a portrait of the person in the cappuccino art. That would be so nice. Faster too. And you can't spell it wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you could seriously offend someone. So anyway, definitely seems like it's a step in the right direction for Twitter, who we are notoriously always making fun of for having a completely unusable ad platform. It can only get better from here. I'm very optimistic. Greg, what else is happening? All right, we're going to keep it with Twitter here. And Elon Musk has tweeted out some new facts. Apparently, this is an internal presentation. He said, slides from my Twitter company talk. And the first thing is funny. It just says, we're recruiting. It's slide number one. Like, it's straight to the point. Like, that's it. Whatever. I also saw a tweet from Matt Navarro that said, Twitter staff kept being mistakenly fired so often hr created a new internal accidental termination label to identify them when they're rehired so they are hiring according to the first slide but the more important thing is that new user signups are at an all-time high they're up to two million signups a day on twitter which is surprising so um, it's up 66 percent since this time in uh, 2021 which is a, a big uptick and the user active minutes are also at an all-time high. So they're at 8 billion user active minutes per day. And they just messed up the graph on this. Do you see this? The chart's wrong. It says to 2020. Yeah. So is this But it's really slide? 2022. No, Iana, they meant to say 2022. He just put out the wrong information. I didn't see anybody correct him either. But that's pretty cool. It, it seems like it's up substantially. And then the month, the daily user count has passed the quarter billion mark for monetizable daily active users. So that is substantially up. So it seems like everything is going good. And then probably best for any advertisers out there is that hate speech impressions are lower. So there was a little peak. I couldn't really tell exactly when it was. It looked like it might have been, you know, uh, Q1 of, of 2022. But that is uh, down compared to previous marks and the reported impersonation spiked and then fell so it seems like all that blue verification led to some impersonation and then it's been fixed so elon has also so all good news that's all good news i mean i it's hard not to believe somebody like that i mean i guess it's, 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 it's easy i, I don't know but it you kind of got to take it at face value i'd assume somebody would correct them if it's wrong but anyway talking about next some of the upcoming things which are encrypted dms which are big and there's a pic example of somebody sending a message about a cat and uh i don't know i'm in the market for a cat is demanding cuddles that's why their plans are going to be swamped is that the cat was going to say that they uh couldn't go out okay and then also (laughs) elon says that there's going to be long form tweets according to this presentation i thought that they bought medium for that I guess it's just going to be long-term tweets. It kind of looks cool, to be honest, like a little mini blog post there. Um, Like a LinkedIn article, basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
And then the relaunch of Blue Verified. We've talked about that a bunch. And then payments. And you didn't have anything on the screen for payments. I really like that. What? So payments. You just this gotta is trust like the stepbrothers presentation. I know. <laughs> Security. Yeah. What? It's just the Catalina wine mixer. You know? <laughs> and this all came right from him. Like it's like people just aren't checking his stuff or like. Well, that, yeah, he just tweeted it. He just tweeted like just. I think like four slot, four images. I don't know. Didn't even put the little bird in the payments no, one. Just payments. You got to try payments. Trust me. Ba- might as well as that. Okay. Okay. And on the not so good news, uh, or, or I guess this is good news. I don't know. It depends on whatever side you are on. I'm not on a side. Uh, Elon says he's going to publish the Twitter files about free speech suppression on the social media platform. And he's also doubled down saying that there is no hate speech or no, nothing that incites violence that is going to be allowed on Twitter. Um, despite all that, Apple has removed their ad spend on Twitter and they deleted all their tweets. So hmm. there's a big battle going on between Elon and Apple. Elon doesn't think it's fair that Apple and Google have a monopoly on the internet or duopoly on the internet because anytime you buy anything on these platforms, you're subject to the the fees that occur with it. So if you wanted to get $8 from everybody a month, Apple would take 30% of that. And so there's talk apparently that Apple is considering removing Twitter. I don't think that's going to happen, but who knows? Elon's doubling down saying it's a 30% tax on the internet, which I don't know if it's a 30% tax on the internet, but it is on all these apps. So you can't just go get money. Each of these big duopolies has to take a cut. So um, we have to see how that goes. But the numbers at least look good. And then with some different ads on top of it, might be some lucrative opportunities to test. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. All right. This week's Take of the Week comes from the one, the only Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter. And it's a quote tweet from John Mueller, and it was a response to somebody who had asked if they should just change the date in an article and change it from, you know, like, oh, it's the best podcast in 2022 to it's the best podcast 2023, to which John Mueller said, is there significantly new content? Question mark. Then update the dates. Is there no significantly new content? Question mark. Then don't update the dates. We see a lot of spam and low quality content that's just arbitrarily updates dates Best fax machine for 2023. It's pretty obvious and embarrassing. To which Lily Ray quote tweets and says, once again, if you're arbitrarily changing dates on your article without changing the content, Google is just a tad smarter than you might think. And then John Mueller responded to that as well and said, it's not even effing December. <laughs> Tips for having your niche site recognized as spam in 2023. So great little reminder there. Make sure if it's a substantial change, if it is updated for 2023, then update it and put that in your title. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI people, this is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. ICYMI people from Andrew Lolk at Andrew Lolk on Twitter. He tweeted last week, you have to love optimized targeting in air quotes. And Google ads display campaigns, smiley face. I wasn't getting a lot of traffic yesterday, so I wanted to give it a slight boost here over Black Friday weekend. So he must have turned optimized targeting on and <laughs> spent seven times the budget in 30 minutes. That is not funny, <laughs> but... <laughs> you hate to see it. He has receipts to prove it. This is just a terrible story. If you have optimized targeting turned on, be careful. Check on the results. You, you it's did, not okay. You didn't even include the best part of this. Oh, the screenshot? No. Um, Tad Miller responded and said, what's the gap in conversion rate? How many did you get, essentially? Oh. Andrew Wilk says, zero conversions. <laughs> I, I honestly think if anybody out there knows a way to have a class action lawsuit somehow, Mm. To be able to use the words optimized and to be able to use the things performance max, this stuff needs to stop at some point. You can't, nobody can look at this 
chart that's on screen right now and say that this is optimized. Optimized means to make something better. There is no way, shape, or form that Google could win in court if they had to open source their optimized targeting. And it, it, it doesn't work. People that see that and turn it on are getting mm-hmm. that. Yep. They're getting that. What's in their head right now? I don't know what it is, so... Somebody DM me. Real bad. Yeah. Also, the class action lawsuit, you'd have to pay out all the advertisers, so it would get like 50 cents each. It would be worth it. It would. It would. But, but I just want it changed. I want it to say expanded. Just say expanded. Yeah. It's not optimized. Yeah. 12, look, at, look at the results. 12,438.87% increase <laughs> I know. in costs. The increases. <laughs> Zero. Command. Is it day over day? I think it is. Like it's so bad. Seven x the budget in thirty minutes. But ever, have you ever had success with optimized targeting? Never, and no. I barely have success with display. So combine the two. It's like they almost need need some like fact checking initiative or something out there. That's what we. Should I do. think we it's should, you. We should make a yeah. fact checking initiative against Google because they can never be trusted for that. Yeah, this is. Thank goodness Andrew was watching. Getting SEO information is easy. Getting good SEO information can be a bit trickier. That's why you need to be listening to Wix's SERPs Up podcast to help you separate SEO fact from fiction. So SERPs Up is hosted by Wix's Morty Oberstein and Crystal Carter, who this week we learned is not only Wix's head of SEO communications, she's a speaker extraordinaire, writer, fabulous podcast host, We also learned that she is a level six Google guide because they're talking about reviews this week. It's a really great episode about reviews and how your online reviews can impact SEO. So every Wednesday, they release a new episode with a new SEO topic, and they're also featuring guests, news, and a whole lot of fun. It's really for everyone, no matter where you are on your SEO journey, they have something for you. Tune into the show on the Wix SEO Learning Hub at wix.com slash SEO slash learn slash podcast, or just do what I do and search for SERPs up wherever you're listening to us and subscribe. Um, You can also check out all the great content they have on the SEO Learning Hub at wix.com slash SEO slash learn. Yeah, and I'd say they dive a little deeper into SEO than we do here traditionally. So just think about it like peanut butter and jelly, the marketing clock and the SERPs Up podcast are just like a mouse and cheese. Hmm. Disturbing. (laughs) Thank you, Wix. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. Okay, and getting into the paid universe this week, we have an article tweeted by Glenn Gabe that you don't have to read because he's telling you everything you need to know. Yahoo is taking approximately a 25% stake in Taboola and plans to use it as an ad tech, use its ad tech as part of a 30-year exclusive deal expected to generate $1 billion or more in annual revenue. I thought I read it wrong initially. I was like, a three-year deal. All right. No, 30. 30. That's a long time in internet years. 30 years? That's a lifetime. Like, you don't know. I don't even know how you would make that decision. And then who's it even worse for? Is it like, it's probably worse for Taboola because you now have 75% of this and you're hooked to Yahoo, who's like owned by an investment company now. They have a nice jingle. It just inspired me to check in on Taboola. Mm. Um, so I naturally went to ESPN.com, scrolled through some articles to find some nice ads here. So we have diabetes is not from sweets. Meet the main enemy of diabetes. Please tell me you clicked on this because I will not sleep till I know the answer. No. What is that picture? I can't picture? click on it. You have to click on what it. I don't want to know picture? what that is. It's so disturbing. It looks like some kind of like weird amoeba situation i don't even know what amoeba means but it's like growing it's not good like a worm around a pile of tic tacs yeah but the tic tacs it has that syndrome that i didn't know i had until we talked about it on the show i think where people are upset from the three cameras on the ipod and they're also upset from like pumice stones when things have like weird patterns like that remember that no this is upsetting to me um also look for any high school yearbook it's free 
And then they have. I can go in my basement for free and look for a nice lady whose hair looks like mine in the morning. Yes, seriously, like why? Newly now legal in Maine. Cheech and Chong said, "You gotta try this." Is that what Cheech and Chong look like? Yeah, today. No. Dead. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'll bet you. What do you want to bet right now? That one of them is dead. Neither of them are dead. You owe me a hundred dollars. Okay. Well, this is what Tommy Chong CBD, so I hope he's not advertising from the grave. You owe me yeah. um, oh, I will. There's something I wanted. Oh. Oh, the hot sauce. Oh, I'll just get that for you. No, Tommy Chong is alive and well and promoting the heck out of CBD and THC, and Cheech Marin like has been in the <laughs> I like. Know their first and last I love name. Cheech and Chong. Cheech <laughs> not Marin even a pothead. Alive. Yeah. Cheech Marin is in Chong's like several be alive. Things. He's advertising on Taboola, ESPN.com. Yeah. Look at these Tommy two. Tommy Chong, alive. Yeah. I owe you $100. You Why did you say that like you were right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe no, I, I was saying like maybe I should just take what you're taking. Right? Why wouldn't you do that? These look like Dots candies. They do look kind of delicious. Mm-hmm. Then the final story I found interesting was hands down the greatest film of all time with a picture of kind of looks like Jess Bud when she's mad, but she's a nun. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I thought it looked like that lady from Killing Eve. But I'll take that as a But compliment. then I saw the same headline on another article, and it was a different image. So, <laughs> jury's out. Hands are apparently still up on that one. <laughs> okay. The Financial Times and Digital Information oh World. Yes! Say that. I, I'm getting rid of that. I use it to help you. I'm not, it's not a bad thing. I just think it's funny. We just didn't understand the first week. Okay. And you still don't. <laughs> I said the Financial Times. It's a passionate dentist. Right, Who doesn't want their news? Gone. You're going to have to figure out what all these little charts mean. Anyway, both mm. sources say that advertisers are bringing, are binging, like what? Why would you use that word? On online video. Um, TLDR video is growing, even in advertising. If you don't know this, Welcome. So online video is the number one enemy of diabetes. (laughs) I'm literally looking for this. I'm not going to sleep until I figure this out. It's the fight. What? No. How does what diabetes comes from? Oh, go to ESPN.com. Is that a fat cell? What is that? I'll figure it out, Jess. Thank you, Greg. You can keep your hundred bucks. Anyway, if you wanted to know, um, Awe Media estimates that more money will be spent on video-based campaigns than on those attached to text-based articles or search results by 2025. Barry Schwartz reported on a change to local service ad heading labels. So this is an example where someone is looking for plumbers. And in the first example, the heading says it has the ad label and then it says see plumbers. The next one has the ad label and says, here are plumbers, my personal favorite <laughs> We present to you. And then the third one has no ad label and says 50 plus plumbers. It says sponsored plum- on the right. I did not see that until now. Just. No. Yeah. Who's going to see that? Nobody. Nobody. I literally did not see that until it's now. it's great. It's like great. It's almost the same color as the screen. Um, 50 plus plumbers nearby on that one. And Barry made a little joke. He said, I bet the one without ad label does the best in terms of click-through rate. And speaking of Barry Schwartz, we actually just released a new marketing, a talk with a sit down as me and Barry tried to do a little uh, hot ones style kind of fun. You really, it's Barry Schwartz like you've never seen him before. Yeah, I think I got some fun stuff out of there. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for some more content, there's that new marketing talk and we're going to be trying to release more marketing talks. We're going to a deeper dive. Okay. And we have a tweet here from Joe at the Joe Schmo. He says, Google ad support is putting their response required in their solicitation attempt. So is this an email subject line? It looks yes, like. And I just want to give snaps to Joe for saying solicit solicitation attempts, not to say outreach or anything like that. Everybody that deals with Google ads knows how just, Oh, I just can't say any any like words that are not offensive. That is just, just terrifying. Like yeah. response required. What are you gonna do to me, Google? Nothing. It's honestly creepy. It's 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 they they're they just prey on people that, that are too naive to know that they don't need to respond to this, and that if they do respond to it, they're going to lose money because the the solicitationers 
are trying to put them into programs that will make their ads do worse so that they get more money because they got them into a program. That's how it works. And they don't even work for Google, but they give them Google accounts. Do you have anything better for us in organic? Um, yes, actually. From uh, Kenichi Suzuki, it looks like there was a photo from Search Central Live here recently, and apparently 60% of the internet is duplicate. It's kind of cool. That came from um, um, Gary from Google. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Seem, I mean, it's like one of these things. You, if somebody says it, you just kind of have to like roll with it, like Twitter stats, Google stats. I don't know. But that I thought was interesting. Um, another thing as well, I didn't hear it covered in the Serps Up podcast, but from Penn State, top reviews can help to sway shoppers, but there are limits. So Penn State went through and did a survey study on a look at reviews. And it turns out that picking a bunch of reviews and sort of pinning them to the top um, can actually really increase your conversion rates here. And that if you have just a huge amount of them in one spot, it can actually be like a detriment. So like pulling some of those out can, can be big. And I know that, um, again, Crystal and Morty covered it on their podcast last week, but I bought something because I saw a bad review. In it. I'm like, you know what? They're not filtering these things out. It was Black Friday. I was mm-hmm. looking at the stuff and it's like this thing, certain thing didn't pertain to me. And I'm like, I can actually trust all these other ones. This one person gave a two-star review. I don't have a work problem with that. So I'm just going to go buy it. And I just bought a bunch of stuff because I trusted the reviews that were on there. And from Search Engine Roundtable, Barry Schwartz. What? Glenn Gabe? Search Engine Roundtable? <laughs> I guess he's over there writing as well. And he has a post called Google Discover Changes More Recommendations Label to More Products, signaling a deeper push into shopping and e-commerce. So we've seen it coming before. Products, products, products. We see it at Google Marketing Live product. They're really leaning in on shopping, and they're doing that as well with some Google Discover changes. He's also got a relatively new avatar headshot situation. I, I was thinking about switching mine up, then I'm like, I don't, I don't want to like feel like I'm copying Glenn. Looking good, Glenn. Well, are you going to wear a red shirt and do the same pose? No, but I had a pink shirt on. It was what's, what the picture was taken of me last week. Oh, that's a nice photo. I know. I'm like, that's yeah. a good photo. I should do that, but I'm like, I don't want to say my I'm photo. sure Glenn would understand. It's not the same photo as this at all, though. Oh, no, it's Glenn you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm influenced by Glenn Daly, so. Okay, and then one other element too, I forgot to put it in the notes, but I covered it it's in a tweet. I saw that Google was putting a lot more description text into discovery posts. So um, there's a bunch of examples you can see up on screen here where not only is it the title of an article, but they're pulling in what does not appear to be content from the page itself. It appears to be coming from either the OG description or the meta description that is pulling that into Discover. So just, again, make sure you're writing custom descriptions. And then keeping it here from Spotted by Glenn Gabe, it says, focus on coupons and detail and deals. Keep an eye on Yahoo Mail. Yahoo is mulling over turning Yahoo Mail into a more commerce-driven coupon hub that capitalizes on the fact that many of its users already use Yahoo Mail as a second inbox for marketing emails. That's kind of smart. You're like, oh, you just sent all the marketing mails to Yahoo? All right, just make it like a a coupon shopping hub. Um, And Yahoo was also smart because it hired Ray Hoffman over there as well. Sugar Ray. She's over at Yahoo now. Went from the dark side to the corporate side. So a lot of good decisions over there. All right, sales track Salesforce, who tracks spending, says that their estimates showed online sales in the U.S. hit $15 billion on Friday and $17.2 billion over the weekend. And the biggest thing was there was an average discount rate of 30% on BFCM here on products. So not only was there a lot of sales, but the big takeaway there, 30% off of a discount rate. So... I kind of look for sales like that. Like I expect a big deal now for That's Black the Friday. point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next up. Google and YouTube are investing to fight misinformation. Huh? <laughs> you know, acting is not part of the criteria for Greg of the Year. <laughs> look. That's you're not judged. I'm pretty I'm pretty <laughs> confident in the outcome of this year. So they're putting millions, and it's just alphabet, right? They're putting millions towards a global fact-checking network. 
to fight misinformation. I tell you to turn your turn it on yourself, sir. Yeah. We Sundar. just talked about this. This is feeling familiar. That's why he said, what? Oh. <laughs> it's the acting, see? She didn't even know Fooled me. She, I Fooled me. Yeah. 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 You just wait. You Great just wait job. to see who wins this one. But I went through, it's like the Pointer Institute. I went through to trying to look at it. It's like the, the, the Koch brothers are involved in it. I just, I look at it and it's like, you're taking all this money from everywhere. You're taking money from Google. You're taking money from all these different sources. And then a bunch of stuff is redacted in their, in their uh, 999 form or whatever. I just don't buy any of it anymore. I just, I'm, I'm to the point where I cannot believe any. Honestly, honestly, truth serum. The community notes on Twitter is maybe the best thing out there. I should do a video like showing what it looks like when you're in, involved in it. Because you can just, to anything, go add context to it. And it shows up for everybody. And you get all these different points of view. And you can be like, all right, well, this one's cool. This one's not. And if they are good, it goes to the top. It's like a crowdsourced like fact-checking. I just, how is Google going to be like, I, look, look, go, go to the Pointer Institute and see who's funding all this stuff. It's like all, the, it's like the Tampa Bay Times and the guy that's on the board is taking, it's, whatever. Look at it yourself. They're all alleged. Yeah. And there's a screenshot. All these different Google News Initiative, Meta's paying for the funding this, Microsoft's funding it, TikTok, TikTok's funding it, hmm. whatever. So if you, if you, if you think this is good, it's called the Pointer Institute. And I have the guy from Craigslist is on there too, Craig. He's like a, a board member. Craig is list? Yes. He's <gasps> All right. And from Search Engine Roundtable, a Googler said that backlinks as a signal has a lot less significant impact compared to when Google Search first started out many years ago. That's kind of a no-brainer. People are saying it like it's a huge deal. Everybody, I don't need to say it again, people doesn't mean that you don't need links. They're just saying it's less important, right? The actual sentences. First, backlinks as a signal has a lot less significant impact compared to when Google first searched. Started out many years ago. We have robust ranking signals, hundreds of them, to make sure we're able to rank the most relevant and useful results for all query queries. All right, and from the desk of Nicole Waddington, a very productive desk, I must say. Mm. It says, hey, Nicole, are you required to be GDPR compliant? And the email comes from Carly, Carla from Unbounce. And Carla says, if so, it's time to republish all your live unbalanced landing pages. With Google Fonts impacting GDPR compliance, we've implemented a solution so you can be compliant and still have access to all your fonts. All you need to do is republish your live landing pages. And it has a simple um, how to republish all these. You go to the dashboard, select the pages, unpublish, and then just publish it. It might take two, two minutes to complete. I like the fact that they are on top of it. It's one of those things you never think about. I would like, never think about fonts ever. Google fonts now isn't GDPR compliant. Okay. Uh, we also talked about it. Spotify wrapped is here. You can get all that there. And then my go-to source for anything that you want to know about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, BFCM is Adobe. Adobe, I believe it's their analytics division. Adobe's website's so jacked up. Um, the Adobe Experience Cloud has a ton of information. It's, it's interactive. It's really cool. You can see the number of dollars this season. You can see it by day. There's $9.2 billion of revenue on Black Friday, thirteen or eleven point three on Cyber Monday. You can also see the revenue by day. And you can see these giant spikes just coming here right at the holiday season. Really cool to see that across um, what was about like a, a two-month period before that. And you can also see where the growth is. We actually, the growth was kind of subdued this year compared to previous years. And then there's additionally conversion rate by desktop versus mobile across all the different days. So did y'all pick up anything this year on BFCM? Oh, did somebody say oh, pick? Picks? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I went 2-0 and on Thanksgiving and then 0-4 on Sunday. So I'm 36-27-1 on the year. I've got Detroit plus 1.5, the Rams plus 7.5. The Chargers minus one, Indy 11 and a half up, and the Giants plus two and a half, and Falcons plus one and a half. And we're going to end strong here this year. Batting with Greg. What do you have in social, bud? We're going to start strong. People with good ideas at 4 a.m. that need to sit for a few hours so you don't look like a psycho, rejoice! LinkedIn is rolling out native post scheduling. This is ideal for posting business memes at just the right time. Not as strong of a start as I promised. Nobody folks. is doing that at all. <laughs> no, but I had a good idea for another segment that people would hate on the show. Yeah. Um, supplements. Talk about different supplements. 
like vitamin, like, like B12. Things you can take? Yeah. I take B12. Yeah. Newly. We just discuss yeah. supplements. And D and zinc. I couldn't be more bored. Right, right, exactly. No? What? What's the point? Each week we talk about a supplement we're taking. There's not that many supplements. I have to do something. There are a lot. (laughs) There are a lot. Do you use a pill box for your supplements? Yeah, buddy. What? How many of them are caffeine? I mean, just a little bit. Do you take caffeine pills? Are you a truck driver? I do. I I have electrolyte with caffeine in it. In a pill? If I run, I have to take that. Have to. Doesn't have to have the caffeine, but I need the electrolyte. Maybe that means you should just take a break if you need a caffeine pill to run. Um, there's no chill here, bro. Yeah, I noticed you identified yourself as a bro earlier in the show, by the you way. You did. You I'm, said you were hanging going, out with I'm bros. I'm like devolving, just for the record. Yeah. Like I'm, I was turning into an adult and I'm just devolving. You're going back to college. I'm yeah. having fun though. That's good. Good for you. Fun is important. Um, you know what else is fun? Advertising and such on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> your segues. That's fun. Listen to your segues. <laughs> Move over my space from social media today. TikTok <laughs> unveiled that it, is, it unveiled its updated marketing partners website to now include a listing of 186 endorsed providers from over 35 nations. I don't care where they're from and how many they have. This is actually nice because, again, people should be on TikTok. Not myself. But TikTok is a thing. If you want to be on there and you need help, they have partners in six different categories, expertise, assistance divided up by campaign measurement or campaign management, measurement, creative effects, commerce, and sound. So if you need help with sound, they have partners for that. It's a great resource if you want to up your game. Like I'm hecking all over it, but some people just really don't know what they're doing. Myself My, included. Oh no's aren't like <laughs> trembly enough. Oh no, no, <laughs> no. If you partner. look up where that song came from, it's a nice song. It's like a weird, spooky, like 60s song. What if we found out it was really just me all along, like sped up? Oh, no. Remember my oh, no? No. Oh, no. Yes, I do. From TechCrunch, new tool Movetodon, big points for the name, is making it easier for you to find your Twitter friends on Mastodon. You have to log into both platforms, and then the tool will automatically generate a list for you of your birdmates that are also on Mastodon. If you're jumping ship, I guess this is really cool, but also if you're just hanging out on both, nice to know who your friends are. All right, so a Twitter user had asked if there was any chance that handles, Twitter handles that had been abandoned and have been unused uh, will be up for grabs, right? Elon Musk had alluded to that before. He's alluding to it again. He replied to the tweet saying that some have simply been abandoned. Vast numbers of handles were consumed by bots and trolls, aiming to start freeing those up next month so if you had a handle that you wanted to snatch up didn't somebody else beat you to it and it's unused pay attention here in december now hopefully that is coming and coming really soon and speaking of things that are coming soon social media today has a really nice recap of some updated details that came out around the revamped verification program that twitter is offering basically they're going to have different colored check marks to indicate different types of accounts Gold for companies, gray for government, and blue for individuals, whether you're a celebrity or not. It's meant to protect against folks just posing as corporate entities, causing a ruckus. Um, He also said that individuals can have a secondary tiny logo showing that they belong to an organization and verified as such by that organization. So it's like a nice qualifier for folks that are, say, a spokesperson for a company or um, a journalist representing their publication, things like that. So that's it for social. See you late dollars later all right and we got a new quick segment here data with sarah and we have sarah burke our head of data and analytics here at cypress north and there's something that we wanted to share just so that you know there's a little bit of a problem with hooker studio so sarah why don't you take it away something that people may see in their upcoming endeavors sure so on november 10th they announced that the this is straight from the release notes google analytics data api for ga4 concurrent request quotas are now enforced for looker studio reports so what that means is that all of your looker studio reports that are directly connected to ga4 will break after a few interactions Hourly. But not GA Universal Analytics, correct? correct? Or GA3. Yes. So if you're running into, if you did everything right and you migrated to be using the data in GA4 
and you're bringing it in to your looker studio reports and trying to make a nice look stud report uh you might be more fruitful not using j4 because it's limiting the api calls am i getting that correct unless you want to be in the living nightmare that <laughs> all of us are in trying to make this all work because yeah. we tried to be good and like do <laughs> yeah. the right thing we're like hey let's use ga4 let's do what they're saying like let's lean into this thing mm -hmm. And now they are limiting the calls within their own product, which I think is like a first that I've it's seen. It's crazy. Yeah. So you could just use UA. They have made a few other recommendations, some that are more difficult to get going than others. Um, one pretty good solution that I just, I guess, found out about is that um, partner connector. So using like um, GA4 through something like Supermetrics, if you have that for Looker Studio, can get around some of that um, because I guess they have some like caching things in place that can sort of help those limits. Um, the other options, upgrade to Analytics 360, recommendation oh, by Google. Yeah. Oh my God. You still have limits with that too. There's just, it's higher. Um, exporting to BigQuery, that's sort of a big undertaking if you don't have something like that in place right now. So like BigQuery, any sort of data lake, data warehouse idea. Um, the extract feature in Looker Studio. So that's like um, in there as a, a data source where you can put your other data sources through the extract feature. The downfall of that, so basically it like saves a copy of your data. It, it um, I guess, exp or grabs it from the API like once a day, once a week, you set that up. Um, and then it like sort of saves that copy of the data so it loads faster and everything. But the downside is that the most often you can do it is daily. So if you need like a real-time report, that's not really a good solution either. And then their other, I just have to name the other two because they're such terrible recommendations. <laughs> reduce the number of people using your reports and <laughs> reduce the number of charts on each page. Get the C-suite out of here. It's a reporting tool. Yeah. Are but any of those options free? Um, the extract tool free. Buzz off yeah, free. the extract feature is free, but that's yeah. So I am kind of just learning about this. <laughs> My mind is blown. So they're literally not going to fix it. Like oh, so there has been an update on this. Uh, the only place I've seen this update is on the Google forum, like the help forum, and it was just like the per it said that the person was from Google. So I haven't seen anything in the release notes or anything, but it says that they're working on connector changes to maximize the amount of data you can retrieve through the connector before exhausting the quota limits. We will announce availability in the release notes. So I have not seen any update about that and I will not be holding my breath. So is it, it's not a we're being greedy problem. It's broken. It, it seems like a big miscommunication issue on Google side. I'd imagine there's some point where you're trying to upsell to GA4 360, mm -hmm. but it doesn't make much sense where with UA you can get as many calls as you, or you can get many more calls to not break things, but then with GA4 is limited. It seems like a it seems like they mixed up communication somewhere. I think you're being generous. They can't they couldn't have meant this. They're pretty stupid, but think? this is very stupid. I mean it's been, I mean, November 10th was a while ago. But so all of our reports like don't work anymore. <laughs> you make, so I did a little test this morning. I took two reports, one of them that is quite complex and one that is not complex at all. And both of them broke within four to five changes. Oh. So date range filters. And then you have to try again at the top of the next hour and your, your um, quota is refreshed. Get Unbelievable. Yeah. How could you bring this to me right now? So sorry. So it's a new fun little segment. For... <laughs> it's the holidays. So sorry. All right. And we'll have some content around that too and talk about it. And next week we have, uh, we're highlighting the data warehouse and data lake article. So mm -hmm. great. All right. Thanks for stopping by, Sarah. Of course. Anytime. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work. Good, bad, or otherwise. For me this week, we have a lot of Google Ads accounts that have a script in place to manage budget so it pauses ads if a certain spend threshold is hit. We were doing a lot of editing of those scripts last week because we wanted to spend less on the holiday days in B2B accounts. 
And I realized that there was a change. So now the person who created the script and scheduled it is the only person who can edit it. But then you can get around it by changing the schedule. So you have to change the schedule, change it back to whatever you want it to be, then make your edit to the script. It's really stupid. And I hate it. Jess? I have a stupid Google experience, too. We had a client get an email from Merchant Center saying that they needed to accept some new terms. Click here to do so, essentially. They clicked here. It just opened up Merchant Center. Nothing there. The um, notification bell had some notifications, none of which were involved in these terms. There's like a separate message center, and then you had to click into that and then click into a certain... I don't even remember the steps that I went through, but our poor client went through about 20 minutes on his own trying to figure it out, finally sent it to me, and I had to go through several other hoops. And it's just like, why is this not easy? Why are you making me manually accept something? I I don't know. It was it was a nightmare. It should be easier than that if you just need me to do something for you, especially if you're going to pretend that a link goes somewhere. Anyway, hardly working. Greg? Right, something working hard for me is me. I actually <laughs> just went to ESPN. I found your ad, Chef, <sighs> about the diabetes, so I have an answer. It says... Burn unwanted belly fat and balance your blood sugar while you sleep? Question mark. That's the answer. It's an advertorial. And it looks like they put Taboola ads on their own advertorial. Ew, there's a really saggy. Oh, no. Saggy what? Just in the sentence. <laughs> saggy bellies. Oh, no. Anyway, there's something here that looks like prunes, and you can watch a video now to figure it out. And there'll be a link in uh, the notes if you want to figure out what the answer is. But actually, I was going to say communities. Do you, want, you can click on it. It's right there underneath the picture that I never want to click on the Taboola ads. I just feel yucky. I just don't understand. So prunes are the enemy of diabetes? I didn't watch. You want to watch the video together? No, sure. Okay. 20 minutes later. Okay, so we just watched this entire video. Well, we well. watched maybe. We, there was no length. <laughs> we the gave video. it some minutes. The guy's pushing pills. Yeah. He's a pill pusher. <laughs> right? Supplements. Supplements. Maybe he can give a review. Anyway, community notes on Twitter, actually really cool. I'll make a video about it. And if you see something and there's misinformation, you can just get full detail on it. So um, I dig it. And I like the name better than Birdwatch. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is a cheat sheet that's really neat. Sheet. Aww, that's sweet. <laughs> From Hootsuite, which is more like Wootsuite because this is a good one. Kick up your feet. <laughs> Stop it. It's the 2022 social media image sizes for all networks cheat sheet. And I don't think I really need to explain what this is. So instead, I'm going to use the time to read a passage <clears throat> from their intro. It doesn't help that information about official dimensions and image sizes is harder to find than a civil discussion on politics on Facebook. Very cheeky, Hootsuite. It is hard to keep track of all the changes, though. And never mind, remember what your options are in the first place. So bookmark this. It's handy. It's the 2022 version. Hopefully they do more in 2023 than just update the name of it. And uh, as always, we will have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord, community.marketingclock.com, so you can pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Silversmith from Search Engine Land, Doorway Pages, an SEO deep dive. And if you don't know what doorway pages are and why you should not use them, you absolutely will by the time you're done with this article it's just maybe one of the best pieces of content around doorway pages i've ever seen so silver goes through the rise of doorway pages and search results google's take on doorway pages if you don't know what they are it's basically just a site or pages is created to rank for specific similar search queries they lead users to intermediate pages that are not as useful as the final destination it talks about the different types and then if you're unsure how to avoid a doorway ding i think that this is the best piece of content around on this. I just adore Weigh It. So thank you, Silver. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingaclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Jess, bud, what is your song this week? Passing Me By by The Far Side. 
I'm going with Don't Rain on My Parade by Leah Michelle from the new Broadway cast recording of Funny Girl. All right, my song, this is really embarrassing. I would never listen to the song, but I was running and it came on and I was, it's like, uh, the best way to describe it is like, it could be a dude perfect song. And, and there, it's super pop, super, just, it's like way too cheery. But then I was listening to it, I was running. I don't know why, it just hit me right. It's way too cheerful, but it's called Ah, A-H-H-H-H by Fitz and the Tantrums. And I just, if you need a little pick-me-up, you need to feel good, want some confidence, Ah, by Fitz and the Tantrums. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Today we are playing everyone's favorite game that Tables has never played. It's two types of people. Tables, are you participating or just answering the questions? Oh, I'm participating. Okay, you have things. Okay, so if everyone does two, how do we feel about that? Two each? Yeah. Yeah, great. I'll go first. We planned ahead for this, yeah? Yes, this is inspired by Thanksgiving dinner. Also, we've been doing this for four years, so sorry if I'm repeating myself. Um, When you eat like a big meal like that with many components, do you go in order like I'm going to do my stuffing all at once. I'm going to do the green bean casseroles all at once and like save the best for last or do you like pick around? Okay. I'm, do you want me to go first? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think, I mean, I pick around, right? Like you pick between all the different chewables you have on your plate. Chewables. And I think that anybody that eats one entirely and then moves to the next one should be in jail. Really? Straight to jail in jail right now why that is ridiculous you want to have the different tastes different flavors you don't just eat one it's like the whole experience you need to mix it together no you don't just do one thing and be done this isn't it's not a buffet no you need to combine everything okay tables what what are your thoughts i combine everything okay thank you not as opinionated and rude in your response (laughs) okay jess so you've seen me eat Mexican. I just mush it all into one. You didn't need to say the Mexican. Yeah. You could have just say seen me eat. Yeah. And eat like a creep. <laughs> I do. I mix everything and I mix it up except Thanksgiving dinner. Oh I will God. eat all of the mashed potatoes. Yeah. And then all of the stuffing, all of the protein, all of the green beans, and then back to my next helping of mashed potatoes. And then cranberry sauce is a standalone as well. Yeah. I'm not mixing that meal. I mix everything else though, like into one big brown sauce. Congratulations. <laughs> You're going to jail. Yeah, Greg, arrest me. You're going to jail. You are so wrong on this. Oh, my gosh. Mm -mm. You You got to save the best thing for last, and it's the green bean casserole. Oh, you're wrong about that. You're officially on a registry, just so you know it, for both of you being super creeps. The only exception is I don't really like the turkey. I just feel like I have to. So when I eat that, Mm. I have to have it mixed with, like, some mashed potatoes or some stuffing. But other than that, I go in order. I make my way around my plate. Green bean casseroles last because it's the best. I can't believe you saved that for last. I get that shit down first. <laughs> okay, who wants to go next? Wait, I have to just send you the, sh- the sheet of, of eating creep registry. You're on it. Shout, Jess. Jess, you go next while sheet? he's registering us. Okay, so this I stole from J2, who I think we've talked about before. He's a developer that works here at Cypress North. Um, but it's brilliant. So there's two kinds of people. You're at a sporting event. There are people that take that noise monitor seriously and think they can have an impact on the thing and get louder. And then there's people that just realize that no matter what they do, that thing is going to do its predetermined recorded version of itself. I don't th- necessarily think I'm impacting the noise monitor, but it's just fun. <laughs> See, I guess I've never thought about it. I like to think that at least somebody's in control of it and it's not based on noise, but they're like tweaking it to try and get people hyped up. But my theory is that if you go to enough games, you would see the exact same clip every time. Like it's probably just a video. Wow. We need a private investigator. <laughs> Tables, you're a sporty sportster. Yeah. Do you I see it ever change? It changes, but I think it's definitely like pre-recorded because it always goes up no matter what. And I've been in hockey games where there's been nobody in the house and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going almost wild. to the red. 
They didn't even have it at the last one we went to. It literally was just, it said loud noises, 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 noises. It was the word noises. There was no meter at all. So I think they're on to me. Greg? I, I cheer harder. I don't think you have an impact on it. All right. So with the holidays coming up, there are two types of cookie people. There are people who like anise in their cookies and people that don't. I am somebody who personally doesn't. What do you guys think? Is that the almond thing? It's, no, it's the like, Pitzel like flavor. Gross, like, yeah, it's like a almost like a black licorice. Yeah, ish. Italian oh, I don't sausage, like, that. like fennel. I don't yeah, like fennel, that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, thank you. Yep. Yep. Pump it in my. I veins. want it. Yep. Not in my Inject chocolate chip in. cookie. Like I like a variety, but I am not putting down the anise cookie. No. Mm-mm. Didn't like it as a kid. Love it now. Yeah. Two types of Craig's. <laughs> <laughs> Young and old. That should be the real game. <laughs> okay. So I've got one where it's people that judge each other about their energy drink consumption. And don't, oh no, I'm just uh, all right. So people that like their broccoli cooked versus people that like their broccoli raw. You think that's polarizing? What? Some Greg. people just like broccoli. Two, First you, of all, if you had to choose broccoli, you could you pick like it, both. You, you would, you would, I know, I like both but too. you're making an order. There's two kinds of people. What? You use different things in different ways. Mm-hmm. I resent this. Oh, my this. God. Yeah, do I don't want like cooked, broccoli cooked broccoli in my salad. I got to pick. you like raw listen. broccoli? You're getting a plate. You can eat it at whatever creeped out way you want to. And you're going to you have to eat this at the eat this at the table. This is not a true two types of people, but oh I'm going to pick cooked. And I would also like to say that an exception to that is Tully's Good Time Cafe and the Tully's Tender Salad. They have the broccoli like blanched. So it's like half cooked and it's a true delicacy. You should try it. I like broccoli that falls off the bone and it just like comes <laughs> okay. apart. So what are you, raw or cooked? I'll eat it raw, but I'm a cooked lady with like some hot pepper flakes. Right. Yeah. Tables? I feel like Tables doesn't like I like broccoli. it both ways, but <laughs> honestly. Y'all don't know how this game works, do you? <laughs> well, it's, you okay. want us to so disagree? So if there's like a broccoli salad, I like it raw. Slaw? But if it's just like a cooked raw dish, a you have a gun to your head asking for a plate <laughs> so of, dramatic. of broccoli. Oh do you say cooked or, or raw? I would say slightly cooked. <laughs> It's so great having you fit right in with these two goofballs. Pick a more polarizing topic. It's raw. Raw broccoli is way better than cooked broccoli. Cooked broccoli is smushy. It's disgusting. No. Raw broccoli. Me, my daughter likes raw broccoli. My son likes cooked broccoli. Mm, Two kinds of children. (laughs) Two types of fin twins. (laughs) Okay. My next one. This isn't up for debate. And I think we may have done it before. I cannot walk by a car or building with an icicle and not just <laughs> kick it off. <laughs> Who could with, do that? Even so with a car before. Who we'll do, do building that? icicles, so it's different. Yeah, like sometimes I'll just get my snow brush and there's something and I could hit it off. It's so satisfying. If it's what property kind of I own, I do it. And I don't do it to other people's property. Like I don't want to take the joy away from them. Mm. So I have, I'm more selfish I'm not. I'm also not going to... Um, incriminate myself in, in, into crimes like you will. Nothing the evidence brings me just more melts joy. away. Tables, what do you think? I'm I'm hitting it no matter where it is. Jess, same. Okay, there's only one type of person. Yeah, what's yours? Um, I know we don't do cash so much anymore as a society, but when you have some, there are people that will just put it in their wallet in any order, facing any direction, like a psycho. Or there are people that organize their bills. I would be number one, mm-hmm. but I don't really carry cash a lot, but I would be number one. Kills me. All right. For me, I keep it all in order. Biggest to smallest. Everything has to be facing the right way. They're fa- they're Everything has to be in line. The facing is weird. No, no. it is not Relax. Weird. It makes mm-hmm. life Lighten a up. little treat. Lighten up, folks. When you pull those dollars out, it's a little treat. Be like, hey, you know what? Uh, previous Jess, thank you so much for making this decision easy on me. You know what? And you just get a little bump of self-confidence. That's great. I keep my cash drawer that way, too. People hand me their bills all disorganized. I'm, like, slower to make change to give it back to them the right way. It's just it's yep. proper. I'm with you. Proper etiquette. All right, Tables, you have more, a topic? <laughs> I do. Uh, gas stovetop or electric stovetop? We may have done this before your time, but I'm a gas stovetop, but it's a little bit scary when you have kids. Gas, how are you lighting your birthday candles if you don't have a gas stovetop? I think electric's (laughs) scarier because I feel like you're not going to know when it's hot and you touch it. I don't trust those colors. I don't get that. (laughs) I don't know how to use (laughs) them. I burnt my thumb on a lighter today. Um, 
I'm an electric lady because that's what I grew up with and that's what I bought because it was cheaper at the time I had to purchase a stove. I have both hookups. I hear gas is like better for actually cooking things thoroughly and evenly. But well, it just starts instantly. Yeah. I don't know. I just like the you just put a little glass cleaner on your stovetop. It's shiny. I don't have to clean around things. I will say my yeah. stove is impossible to clean. Yeah. Mine Tables. is too, but it's glass. Are, are we wrong or right? I think gas is correct. <laughs> Thank you, Tables. All right, and my last one, when you buy syrup for pancakes, waffles, anything like that, do you buy maple syrup or do you buy like some kind of fake syrup, like Aunt Jemima? The maple syrup is for psychos. Who can eat that? Oh, like the dark, 100 like real syrup? Like real syrup. Oh, yeah. No, who can eat that? Maybe on a scoop of vanilla ice cream, but not at mm. 9 o'clock in the morning. What about with your donut in the morning? No, I will literally... Pass out. Wow, Jess. Spicy bourbon true maple syrup is like so good. Of course, you're putting booze in it. <laughs> but it's like, no, it's like, I don't know, just like the dark, dark real syrup is where it's at. Tables? I agree. I like the actual real maple syrup. I do too, but I eat the keto. And we syrup. also did another two types of people, which is syrup versus syrup. 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 I'm a syrup lady. <laughs> Okay, so we've all gone twice, right? Yep. Yeah. Great work, you're everybody. Wrong about everything, too. So <laughs> As usual. We'll see you next week.